For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com this is the last minute blues podcast with jeff burton donnie fandango and former blues defenseman jamie rivers it is the last minute blues podcast donnie fandango and jeff burton from 1057 the point and from our sister station former blue defenseman and a just general good buddy of ours mr jamie rivers what's up boys hey very nice guy i hate it when somebody says i'm gonna be late and then he's early damn it anyway <laughs> i prep you guys because the weather's crappy out here today it was snowing it's down in south county i'm driving and the people are driving like they've never seen snow or yeah. wet before says and, the canadian guy well i was fine Okay, oh, yeah. but I, what I didn't want is you guys sitting in here, and I know, Donnie, your schedule this time of day is tight, and Jeff, I know that you're always usually crying because you need to get up at two in the morning and all this <laughs> stuff, right? So I wanted Somebody to make sure came in hot today. that, and, and thankfully it wasn't me right, right. Yeah, this time. So I was being polite, and guys, I might be fifteen minutes late. So if you have to adjust yourselves a little bit, and that way, there, Jeff can maybe get a nap or maybe settle an alarm to wake up. I'm Whatever. I'm getting a nap right now. Keep talking. shut up, okay? I've had it. I was trying to be nice, you jerks. You so, were, and I was surprised that there wasn't something else along with it. You were know. waiting, right? Yeah, okay, that's the joke within the joke. There yeah. was nothing else. So before we get into anything, Burton told. The wonderful thing about being friends with Jeff Burton is there is seemingly stories that that even though you've been friends with him for a long time that you've never heard. And I got one yesterday. So I unfortunately, I unfortunately have to, I and I should not even was. be laughing about this at all, but I have to go to a wake on Saturday. Oh, okay. um, I have to go to a wake uh, for my aunt who uh, who passed away. Um, God and rest so, her soul. God rest her soul. Yes. And so, so we're talking about this yesterday. And Jeff goes on to tell me how he has done five different wakes. Eulogies. Eulogies. Yes. Oh, Eulogies. Wait. I was okay. wait. When you say Jeff. I'm only going to do the one wake. To be wait, wait. With you. When you say Jeff has done, and then you're talking about what, I'm like, ah! Right. right. Put There's the brakes on. a lot of open possibilities. Okay. Sorry. But, but you said at this one particular <laughs> eulogy that you gave, I, I would like for you to maybe tell that story because it, oh, okay. fu- it fucking cracked. I laughed about this You mean what happened night. afterwards? Yes, exactly okay. correct. So uh, an amazing man named Mike Dooley died a handful of years ago. He's a great guy, family friend. Um, you know Mike? You know I do Mike, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, uh, and he was very responsible for the soccer park in Fenton there. And uh, I grew up playing soccer. Everybody who has kids that grew up playing soccer there. Uh, and, and I knew the family and all of his kids are very close with me. Danny, his son, just texted me this morning, as a matter of fact. And uh, so I had a I had a, a plaque and a tree put up at the, at the soccer park. Anybody who plays soccer here is a friend of Mike Dooley. It died. But... <laughs> So Mrs. Dooley, God rest her. No, she's alive. Sorry. Uh, I worked with her there and and I've known her since I was a kid. She said, hey, would you do the eulogy? And I said, absolutely. And uh, and it, those are, have you ever done a eulogy? They're very daunting. Oh, I, I've done I, five of them. I've done both of my in-laws. Uh, I've done my dad's. Yeah, my dad's. Uh, and I've done an uncle, Julie's uncle and one other. Oh, Mr. Dooley. And I crushed it crushed it and 
in the parking lot afterwards, people are hanging out and blah, blah, blah. And the Fiorinos, Mr. and Mrs. Fiorino, who are my parents' age, grew up around them, came up and said, Jeff, it was, I cannot imagine how hard that was. It was really good. I said, oh, thank you very much. You know, Mr. Dooley was an amazing man. I love the family. And Mrs. Fiorino grabs my arm. She goes, would you do our eulogy? <laughs> <laughs> you got I, contracted out, right there. <laughs> dude. dude oh. There are so many levels that made you're me missing laugh the boat. About it. Get off the radio. You're the eulogy master. Oh, I mean, so. you, first of all, I put myself in that position as someone asking me that, and then that makes me laugh. And then this woman and Jeff and I joked about this yesterday. This woman and her husband, at some point during Jeff's beautiful eulogy, say to each other. Oh, we gotta get this. Gotta guy. get this guy. This, this, this is this is a number one eulogy talent right here. We gotta snap this guy up. They have and- a daughter named Marcy. Marcy, you have his number. I wonder if he has, gives early bird prices. <laughs> yeah, right. We're gonna book early. So, so, dude. And I mean, and I, and you know, man, it's one of those things that, like, in your head, okay, it's not like the funniest story of all time, but man, there are so oh, many good. little things in there. there really, dude, is. that's yeah. good stuff. Just I immediately go, okay, so tell me about yourself. <laughs> right. How you feeling? <laughs> so she's going to Venmo me. Right. <laughs> That's incredible. Do that. Now you got to make sure you get Venmoed before you actually. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. It is Ooh, a pay the, before, the right? The account has been closed down <laughs> yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Because of no half service. an hour. What was the other thing that we were just talking about we wanted to bring up? Uh, uh, well, one, I was concerned about Donnie's jeans. Remember we walked in and I said, Donnie's lost his mind because he's tweeting about dirty jeans. Oh, letting yeah, him, like Nobody yeah. would have known that except for Donnie. And then Donnie posted out for Twitter Twitterverse, by the way, I think I'm wearing dirty jeans. Yeah. Shame on me. All right. Well, c- Why couple, do you think they're dirty? Well, a couple things. <laughs> he might know why they're dirty. Right. Few, few, Prove it. <laughs> all right. Well, a few things. Turn the lights off. Cue I the remember black lights. putting those on on Friday to come to work, uh-huh. and I have not washed them since. Now, I didn't wear them every day. But still, they were getting to the point where they felt a little heavy. You know what I'm saying? Like where you know right. that like How they heavy need is to be your washed. DNA for Christ's sake? I mean, is it Guys, weighing it, you it, down? Are you shedding I, I, skin I, I, I like a serpent? I don't understand why you immediately have to go to bodily fluids when I'm talking about why I, they were just dirty jeans. Next time we so, see her, are you going to be a beautiful butterfly? Listen, listen, listen <laughs> they bright, us, shiny new skin. Listen, they tell us to be open on the social medias. Yeah. I was trying to be freaking funny. How That's long, all that it was. How long do you? Wear jeans before you decide you need to wash them. I normally go two. Okay, two great wearing. question. I'm I was about to have. I'm like, okay, so what's two your day, ballpark? Two days I'm, and I'm done. I'm two two days and done. If it's like a super long day, you know, yeah. like if I'm wearing jeans to Point Fest or whatever, oh, one and yeah. done. Those but might as, need to be burned. Right? As a, <laughs> you know, if it's a good Point Fest, yeah. they get burned there. But as a as a thin man. Uh-huh. Sometimes oh, he rubs that in our face. Yeah, very yeah. much it's so. A thin man, yeah. and he take the, the room. Take the crones off my hands for a while. It's all yours. But they start getting <laughs> That's baggy. That's not fair. I'll borrow it. Actually, I'll borrow it for about two weeks. Yeah, I wish it back. you could. I wish you. Oh no, but I remember <laughs> speaking of him being open and honest. I'm listening to Mr. Fandango yesterday on the radio, and uh, you started <laughs> talking about. How much ear hair you have? Yeah, yeah, man. And man, I could feel it. I'm telling uh, you, the shit's growing at a pace that I don't know that I can keep up with. Yeah. Playoff ears, and, dude, dude, <laughs> and it just and it seems like it's come out of come in the last like year or two. Okay, so but, is it out of the actual ear hole or on the outside, brother? It's all the way around, man. Wow. It is, dude. I get like these this yeah. like fuzzy shit around yeah. the edge of my ears, you gotta go and then around inside, there. like I look at Mary and I see Mary, like when Mary gets all gussied up and. Oh. 
oh, and, and, and ready. Me, and man, and she's so hot. And I think to myself, what is she doing? There yeah. has to be a vision issue here, but it also explains why we have sex with the lights off. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I get that. I used to think it was romantic. Yeah, but if, too. if the girl <laughs> likes to do the sex with the lights on, uh-huh. if the girl likes to do that, you just put a mask over her face. That's all you got to do. <laughs> right. right? Listen, I'm doing yeah, this for your, off. for your good. Me without a shirt on, no good for anybody. You know how see. I know when, uh, how I found out that. The uh, uh, Caitlin, I think is her name, uh, forgot to do my ear hair. Oh, jeez. Because I always I go. I thought he was going with the how he found out that Mary likes to have oh, sex no. with the lights off. <laughs> I, I, I was just saying, wait a minute. Going? Sorry, get, Jeff. Continue. I get the Fandango newsletter. <laughs> yeah, okay. Is when, you know, I, I run a lot and I hike a lot and I put my earbuds in and they go. <laughs> There's resistance. Oh, it's, it's like back when you were a kid and you had the metal baseball spikes and you were walking on gravel. Right. Remember that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That was it. And I went, son of a bitch. And as long as we're sounding like our fathers here, yeah. here's how old you, uh, you get. I got to put my reading glasses on to trim my ear hair and to shave now. Oh, my God. So, Take the keys away. Here, okay. So here's here's my world in the last little bit. Get haircut. You know, never, ever an issue. Then, not too long ago, oh, would you like your ears done too? I'm like, wait, what? What ears? And she points to the fuzz on my ears. Mm-hmm. I just about, like, it was a bad day for me. I went home and crushed a bottle of Crown. There you go. Cried myself to silly and slept in the bathtub. Uh-huh. Okay? But, yes, it was a reality that I'm getting older. She's trimming the outside of my ears. And I'm like, where, one, I when remember this happen? I yeah. remember having nice, long hair. Not oh, yeah. there anymore. Right? So that's like, oh, punch to the gut, number one. Now we're trimming my ear hair. Mm-hmm. Then when I go to pay the bill, I'm putting on readers so I can see the, my phone so I can do the Apple Pay properly. Yeah. It I'm sucks, like, I have completely lost my fucking mind. Dude, yeah. I, I, I'm no longer Superman. <laughs> go go to dinner, breakfast, lunch, whatever, out to dinner, and you got to pull out glasses to look at the menu? That sucks. Uh, I, I try to go places where I have the menu memorized. I'm still playing games with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I chirped my daughter last night for using too much hot water. Right, oh like, my like, God. I, I, like she was in that the, guy. She was in the shower for like a bit, and I because she was in the shower in 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 our bathroom, and so Mary was on the bed, and I walk in, and I was like, "My God, how long has she been in the shower?" Bah, 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 bah. And I was just, and I stopped myself. Was like, just. Just stop. You yeah. are, you are, I am my mom oh. and dad. Every all time you leave the room, again. turn the light off. I just went to the bathroom. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, here, and let's talk hockey in a second, but one yes. more old oh, person story. This was probably, I think I was 45 at the time, so Holy 70 shit. years How ago. How old are you? Stop it. 45. I'm sorry that my parents had sex before your parents. That's the only well, reason I'm older that. than they you. They just had you uh, before yeah, me. Yeah, good point. <laughs> You've um, met my father. Uh, outside, out front of my house, it's it's not like a road. It's like an enclave kind of thing to where it's not right on the main road. <clears throat> and a couple of years, seven years ago, there was a car parked out in front of my neighbor, in between my house and my neighbor's house to the left, sitting there. And there was three teenagers in it, and there was music just, and it was like 10 p.m., 11 o'clock, something like that. And I know both of my kids were in bed. And I'm looking out the window, and I'm looking out the window, and there's two boys and a girl sitting in this car. They're not doing anything except for sitting in front of my house and my neighbor's house with music blaring. So I decide to go out there as opposed to calling the cops. Blah, blah. I go out there, and I knock. And the guy rolls down the window, and he's like, yeah, man. I go, hey, it's like 11 o'clock. I got kids inside sleeping. Can you maybe turn the music down? And the girl that was in the back seat, whore, leans up. <laughs> and she goes, wow, what are you, like, 30? Oh. 
<laughs> I said, no, I'm 45. <laughs> and she said, was like, how are you even still alive? Right. <laughs> Can you even hear the music? Do you know I'm Jeff oh, Burton? And it's just right. And you just have those moments where it's like, fuck, so this yeah. is where it is. Damn it. So this is so this is the this is the beginning yeah. of the descent. Great. My kids make oh. fun of me for terminology all the time, right? Like we think we're pretty hip, right? Like you guys work with a hip radio station. You're up to the moment on most things that are going on. We're current, we're all on social media. Think we're pretty hip. Take five minutes and sit with a bunch of 16-year-old kids. You find out quickly you're such a loser. Yeah. Right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, like, say something like, oh, that's pretty sick. Or whatever, like, yeah. sick. And they're like, oh, Dad, that's so tough. I'm like, tough? I'm like, what are you talking? Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, like, good, Dad, like, tough. And then, of course, I go the other way. I'm like, yeah, so 100. Right. <laughs> or I'm like, that's so fire. And they're like. Oh, uh, don't ever, ever, it's ever like again, It's like the record Dad. scratch. Yeah. What? I what? heard my 17-year-old say, throw hands the other day. Are you kidding me? You really said that? But I do <laughs> I do try to take opportunities with both my oldest son and, and my daughter where I, if I have the ability to be an out, like like a sore thumb old man, I absolutely do. Oh, oh my like, God, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I and I really, like, sort of relish in it. Like, I picked my daughter up at the skating rink a couple Friday nights ago with gym shorts, socks pulled up to my shin, like, house shoes on, like, like, Mm-mm-mm. all right, honey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do that Your chariot awaits. <laughs> right. My kids will be late for school or whatever, and at the high school where they go, there it's... The, the, there's no curb. It, it's gradual, so you can bring a handicapped truck right up to the door and let a wheelchair student out or whatever. And so I asked my my daughter, the one time my oldest, this is a couple of years ago, and uh, I said, well, where do you want to be let off? You know, And she's like, mm. well, front door. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I just come in slowly, and I take a little bit of a wide turn, and I drive right up the sidewalk all the way up to the Jeez. front door. <laughs> Dude, literally, they couldn't have opened the door without hitting my bumper. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, front door it is. <laughs> she was like, get, get out, get out. No, no, I'm not getting out. I'm like, I'm not moving. Damn. Then she, yeah, well, she was so mad. So she jumps out and I get out of it. So now every time I drop the kids off, like, where do you want to be let off? They're like, in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Two blocks away. Oh, gosh. Oh, so boy. one thing I want to mention here from, from the start that Joe, uh, uh, Joe in the web department just told us. So they have moved all of our old... Uh, episodes and things, they're all up now. Uh, right now, you can not only get the podcast through our website, but also 101's website right now on Podcast One. And Spotify, you can get the Last Minute Blues podcast. And coming in the next week or so, it'll be up on Google Play and iTunes as oh, well. Oh, sweet. All okay. right, so right now, Spotify and Podcast One, you can get us. Coming in the next week or so, Google Play and Awesome. So is the is the big change here for people that that are looking for it, uh, like myself, a lot of times I would just go to Spotify and type in the Riz Show and we would be under that umbrella. Correct. You're saying we're going to be our, you have to look look up us now, correct? We will be our own independent entity. All right. Wow. We're sprouting our wings. That's the last thing we needed before all of our sponsors start, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So sponsors <laughs> start coming in right now. Yeah, and there's no bad ideas for no, sponsorship. You got a sponsorship, that's all right. We'll yeah. take it. Absolutely yeah. so. Yeah. So, Just I mean, we, we, what? uh, <laughs> 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 com. What? <laughs> so I know we pride ourselves sometimes in uh, not talking a ton of hockey, but I think we're getting to the point of the year. And not only that, but off of an amazing game last night where there's a lot 
of hockey to talk about. Yeah. And, you know, the Blues win last night, an emotional game, a lot of fun to watch as a fan, and you get the two points, and that's awesome. Very happy to have the win against those bums. But at the same time, Jamie, what are the guys thinking today? Knowing that letting up five goals to the Hawks, not ideal, power play goals in there. So you're happy you got the win, but you know you got to lock it down more Okay, going so forward. Question marks about a week ago were, oh my God, are they ever going to score? Yeah. They have so much trouble scoring, right? Well, in the last little stretch, I think they've addressed that. And last night, in spades, right? Like yeah. just being able to shoot from everywhere and score. And they weren't like crappy goals. Like they were really good hockey goals. So to me, I go into practice today as a player knowing full well that wasn't our best game defensively. Maybe we weren't as committed as we should have been to playing a 200-foot game. Our penalty kill, if I'm a penalty killer, hey, I'm straight to the video room this morning. Where did we screw up, and how can we fix it? Because guess what? The next team we play, they're going to watch that too and go, this is what the Blackhawks did to mess with the Blues. So I have to be expecting that next game and be ready for it. Uh, As a coaching staff, basically the same mindset. We're happy that we got the win in a game like that. The two points is the most important thing. But today is all about reminders. This is how we play. This is how we forward check. This is how we back check. This is how we penalty kill. And there still were some great things. Like uh, the Jaden Schwartz play just jumps out at me. I watched it like four times this morning because that's three games in a row now where Jaden Schwartz has back checked, stolen the puck, or broken up a play, and it's turned into a goal the other way. So the Ryan O'Reilly goal, he comes back buzzing, little pickpocket thief, whoop, lifts a stick and gone the other way, can't even figure out what the hell's going on, puck's moved up, over to Ryan Riley, they score. So you have to look at that and go, wow, that's a positive. We got guys that are tracking the puck hardcore. Zach Sanford, I know we touched on it yeah, coming in. My, my this gosh. guy's turning into an animal, and guess what the best part is? They got him away from Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly is like your uh, – you guys can help me with this, but that one – he's like Mr. Fix-It, right? Like if anybody has a problem with anything, you put him at Ryan O'Reilly, and then he gets back on track, and then you move Ryan O'Reilly on to the next project, basically. Right. Yeah, he's right? a fixer. That's a great description. He's a fixer. Yeah, yeah. And he was like that last year, except they weren't having the success at first. But same thing. Now, he got with David Perron, fixed him. Now he's with Schwartz and Shen, and guess what? Fixing them. Right, Shanner gets on the board again last night, 22nd goal. Schwartz, he's getting points left and right. So he moves around as the fixer. He was the fixer for Zach Sanford. Now Sanford's playing with Thomas. I mean, these guys, they're starting to find a rhythm. So I guess a long answer to your question yeah. is I focus on the positives and realize that the negatives are all things that we usually do on a regular basis, and we just got to kind of remind ourselves that we're not that team last night. We're a different team, but God damn it, I'm happy with six goals. Yeah. Wait, was last night a, a coming out party for Zach Sanford or not? Because it seems, uh, like, seems to like it's me, been that way since the All Star. I understand. Almost. Maybe it's because he scored two goals and he could have had six goals last night. His positioning was amazing. All that other stuff. He's where he's supposed to be. But he and I've said this before. He has such soft hands, and he's got that great. Pull back, change the oh, angle, yeah. and shoot. He just seems very calm. I, I want to follow up before you answer, Jamie. Is it simply that he is just hustling the way that he and working the way that they have been wanting him to work this whole time? Is he just finally locked in and doing that and why he's seeing those results? Well, you know, it takes time for a young player to find consistency and find out what their game truly is. I mean, unless you're McDavid or Crosby, where what your game is, we already know what your game is. When you're Zach Sanford, you come in and you got to figure it out. And I think the biggest thing for him, if we go back about 15 games, and he had said, 
to a bunch of people sitting around that he just re resets himself every day after being sat out, healthy scratch, not sure, or trade rumors. He's like, I just reset myself. Every day I realize I'm a big guy. I need to skate. I need to use my body. I need to get to the dirty areas. I need to shoot the puck. And he's like, I just, that's it. And since he's been doing that, that's been happening on the ice. And every day he seems to recalibrate himself. Uh, he's really developed into a heck of a player. And I'll tell you what, from from having the privilege of being on ice with, with Zach Sanford and working on skills in the offseason – and Joey Vitale, I know you guys, we had him on here not too long ago. <clears throat> He'd be maybe good to bring him in again sometime and talk about it. But Joey was amazed, like I was, when we were watching this guy's skill set. He's dangling the puck like you wouldn't believe, and he's ripping it. it. And we're like, God damn, like this is a six foot four player, yet he's got the skills of like a 5'11 guy. And we're wondering when would that pop through? And we're seeing it now. He does a great job of, like you said, pulling the puck, changing the shot lane angle. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly just kind of you know, went off last night about how great Zach Sanford's been and how much he likes the way he pulls the puck into his core area or his feet, protects the puck through traffic and knocks sticks out of the way, and then pulls the puck back out from his feet, finds his stick, and then makes a play. Like, these are all amazing skills, and... Some of that is his natural talent. Some of it is figuring it out. Some of it is the fixer, mm-hmm. Ryan O'Reilly. The work that Ryan O'Reilly does before and after practices, Zach Sanford has been a disciple, for lack of better words. And he's out there and he's working on things. And this is, this is, what, this is why culture is so important to a hockey club. Yeah. You get somebody like Ryan O'Reilly, he switches the culture. Now it's the norm to do all this extra work. And yeah. that's amazing. Well, to me... This is the Blues establishing the Cardinal way, right? I mean, that's that's that, or the yeah. Patriot way, without God the cheating, it. without I, the I, damn was, cheating. There's no reason. We there's no need for that bullshit. We, we can edit that. Out. <laughs> like, like you know what? You know what? He said that as a spite. Yeah, like he, he said, oh, yeah. dude. He oh, said, yeah. <laughs> dude. It's well, like somebody true. just farted in Donnie's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Cardinals without the, or it's like the Patriots without the cheating. Right, that, exactly. That, that, yes, that's what it is. A little is. bit more uh, so the Astros. But, oh, never mind. Yeah, the Astros. <laughs> um, and and you brought up uh, Sanford, and I'm I'm assuming that I could use the word confidence with him oh, as yeah. well. But one of the things that you touched on was uh, you don't know if you're going to be playing, if you're going to be a healthy scratch or not. I'm a big Bortuzzo fan. Nothing against Gunnarsson at all. But Bortuzzo's a guy that'll that'll you know punch somebody's mom if they say something bad about one of his one of his teammates. How hard is it, mindset wise, to be in and out of the lineup and still when you're there always just be on? Yeah, it's hard. It took me, you know, I was that player for a majority of my career that I was in and out, in and out, in and out. A couple of times where you know I was a regular every night, but halfway to the end of my career. You become the specialist, is what I used to call myself, and that was just a, a polite way of basically saying you're you're an in and out, a bubble player, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I just, well, I'm a specialist, <laughs> and you have to go to the rink every day and be positive. You got to be an amazing teammate because look, nobody wants to see you dragging your lip. They don't give a shit. They yeah. they care, okay? So don't get me wrong, they care, but after a while, they don't give a shit. Like they have their own job to do, and if you're going to drag your lip, then you're going to kind of get excluded from everything. So you got to go to the rink every day, put on a happy face, get out there and work your ass off. You're on early, stay late in the video room, in the weight room. You're anything and everything the team needs, and you work really, really hard. You have to treat every every, every single practice like it's a game so that when you get in a game, 
you haven't missed a beat. And that's the biggest problem, the hardest thing about being that specialist is if you go five, six games without playing, there is a rhythm that you get into while you're in every night. You have to come in seamlessly and play like you've never left the lineup. Mm -hmm. And it's a talent. It really is. And that's honestly, it's the only reason I signed a three-year deal to Red Wings was because every time I came in, it's like I never left. Even though it could be 10, 11 games in in between uh, games that I played, it became a talent. But it's hard mentally to do that. So, yeah, this is hard for Bortuzzo because he came in against the Dallas Stars when Petro was sick. And it played amazing. A couple of blocked shots, a couple of big hits. He's in guys' faces, then he's out. Well, and another thing that might be tough, first of all, you brought up the Red Wings. They're eliminated from playoffs. Go after yourself. <laughs> um, but also, it seems like a lot of times, it just like ho- hockey, just like a lot of sports, is very um, um, superstitious. The team is winning five, six, seven games in a row. They're not going to change the lineup. A lot of times, they're going to bring somebody in to make a change, and you're joining a lineup that just lost a game yeah, and ended a win streak or yeah, something. That's, that's got to be tough, too. Now, I, I have found that, that Craig Berube does a better job of not – changing the lineup only when there's Just a loss. Just because of a loss, yeah. Let me tell you something about that, too, is I've always found that to be kind of ridiculous for coaches to do that to change after a loss because what happens is the guy that's healthy scratched all these games, even though he's an incredible teammate, you start to hope for a loss because you're like, it's the only way I'm getting in, so I either I'm hoping for somebody to get hurt, which oh, is really fucked up. I've said that before. Man, I want Bortuzzo back in the line. I don't want him to lose, but I'd love to have Bortuzzo right. back in the line. Yeah. You know? But as a player, no you're sense. sitting there, and you're like, I don't, you, know, you don't want someone to get hurt, but you know that's your way into the lineup, or if the team loses. Those are two real negative things to be thinking about if you're a good teammate. Yeah. So the best thing that Craig Berube can do and that good coaches do is they have a rotation. And the guys know, like, no matter what, I don't care. Two games from now, you're going back in, Bortz. I don't know who's coming out yet, but you're going to be going back in, and that's it. Whether we win, lose, whatever. Do you have a pretty good idea of, from a matchup standpoint, what teams you may be playing against? Probably. I think that goes into the coaching staff. That goes into the meeting that you have within your your staff, your assistant coach, your D coach, your general manager. You know, Doug Armstrong's very hands-on. So I think there's a plan that gets put in place. And if there's something that pops up where – Petro gets sick. Well, obviously, this is switch plans. In you go, Bortz. Yeah. Or if there's somebody who you still win but doesn't play all that great, well, now you have a reason. Be Hey, look, you didn't play all that well. We're going to get a little switch here. Maybe you need a break. And so I, I, I'm hoping that Craig Ruby finds a way to get him into the lineup a little more because I do think he adds that sandpaper that the Blues need on the blue line. And, and he's a big help, and the guys love him. Yeah. Two uh, two sort of player evaluations. I I, I seem to to notice uh, Falk a lot last night. I, I kind of want to get your kind of Are take you on his play. Noticing him in a good way or a bad? No, way, in a good Donnie. way. He seemed to be very <laughs> very involved on the offensive side of things. But then also too, uh, Marco Scandella, since he's been here, uh, what you think about his his play? Which which Jeff and I were talking about this morning seemed. I mean, to be the exact guy we need. Him. I'm all good with him. Yeah, no, look, it, uh, he's made the number six very proud. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah. Reminds, actually reminds me a lot when I watch him of Edmondson and even myself. I said the same thing you about know, both very of Very similar styles of play, and I'll take it. You know, yeah. this guy's been playing great. Last night, well, he, was, uh, he played the most minutes out of any Blues defenseman. Oh, How that's, that's crazy right, is that, right? Yeah. Think about that. So he's obviously jumped in and done a real good job. Now, the one thing that um, 
you have to remember here is he's still new. Yeah. So if I've said this before, I think we said it last week, if this is the starting line for this guy, like mm-hmm. what the fuck does the finish line look like? Right, like <laughs> right. uh, one of those things where this is as quote unquote bad as he's going to be. Like yeah. He's, uh, once he gets ingrained right. with everybody, it's only going to be better. It's just like it's like a first date, right? If yeah. you really find a girl that you really like, a first date is fun, but it's kind of awkward. It's like you're not totally comfortable. But then like a month later, it's even 10 times better because you're so much more comfortable with everything. Right. Yeah. And you know and all this stuff. So to me, he's been a fantastic addition. He is just what the Blues needed. If you're going to, unfortunately, lose a guy like Jay Bowmeister, you need to fill that void with a guy who's going to be a great personality, a great leader, and a really solid defenseman. I think they've found that. And he's done a fantastic job. Now, Justin Falk, you talk about his adjustments lately. Guess what? He's playing the right side, Donnie. Yeah. He's playing on where he wants to play, where he needs to play, and it's making it easier on him. He's, yeah, you had mentioned this last week that it was going to mean he was going to be moving to his yes. natural side. Yes, and that's a big difference for him right now. I find that he looks more comfortable. I find that he's closing out players more effectively. His breakouts or his zone exits, as they call them these days, are a lot cleaner. Heck, he scores a goal last night. He's shooting the puck. But he's on his right side. If you see where that goal came from, if he was playing the left side, he couldn't have scored that because he'd have been on his back end. Right. So, you know, he's on his strong side. It provides another opportunity for him to create offense. I do think the secret to that guy's success is playing him in a spot where he's comfortable right now, which is the right side. As he becomes more of a St. Louis Blues player in term of seven years left on his deal, you can kind of mix and match and put whatever. But for now, he's best utilized on the right side, where he's comfortable, where he can help the team. In the West, who worries you? Holy shit, I'll tell I you mean, what. And there's, and, there's, and there's quite a few. Yeah, Colorado always worries me. They've got some injuries, but they really didn't address the goaltender position. Uh, I think they're susceptible that way. They didn't really address the depth on D. I think that they're, you know, that's another area that can be exploited in a seven-game series. The Vegas Golden Knights, these guys just got a lot better. They added some depth. Uh, obviously, they added Martinez from the LA Kings, who's got four points in two games. He looks like he's, you know, back in his rookie season in Refreshed. LA. Stoked. And then yeah. they got Robin Lehner, who's one of the best goalies in the NHL for the last two, three years. And Chicago just got rid of him because he was a $5 million goalie. And there's a crossroads coming. They have to keep Crawford or Lehner in the offseason. So they have the long-term deal with Crawford. We're going to keep the guy that's won us a cup. Robin Laner, we're going to move you on. and But that puts you know Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Laner in the pipes for them. So it's not even 1A, 1B. It's 1A, 1A, 2. Mm-hmm. So I think Vegas is going to be a really tough opponent. The Edmonton Oilers made quite a few moves, and now they've picked up some high-flying players that increase their team speed, if that's even possible. God. I mean, yeah. Anthony Sioux is probably one of the only guys in the league that skates Almost as good as McDavid does. That's a guy who's you. You see your you, you catch your mouth, your jaw open. 100%. If nothing else, because of his speed. Oh yeah, and Ridiculous. he was playing with McDavid last yeah. night. Wow. Annis, who's really fast, a small guy. McDavid and Anthony Sioux were playing together last night. You talk about just a blur. Yeah. Out there, so Edmonton, although they're not deep, they worry me because they can put up goals. Uh, Vegas is deep, and they got great goaltending. Colorado, obviously, with their forwards and you know, their speed of play. But, yeah, the West is tough, man. man Everybody even mention Dallas? Well, yeah, Dallas. I know. I, I, I don't know how I glance over them. Um, they've got a heck of a team, too. Ben Bishop backing them. I, the West is going to be very, very difficult this year. And But I do think 
in a seven-game series, the way the St. Louis Blues play, and if they can duplicate what they did last year of grinding teams down and playing discipline with that back-checking and closing out the middle of the ice, they are going to be extremely difficult to beat. I'll tell you what, it, hockey can be a very, very, very simple sport if you do what they did in that first two minutes of Chicago of the Chicago game last night, which was, and I was, I was channeling Jamie Rivers when I was watching this, get the puck deep, get in there and get in there, (laughs) eventually get in there and get possession of the puck and then swing it back to the point. And there's your D man. And all of a sudden like that, we have the puck on the other side of the blue line. Yeah. The amount of times that that happened in a row. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is, this is the, this is what we're doing. This is what we do. A clinic almost. Yeah, it really was. And all of a sudden it just fell apart. Well, the reason you do that is so many teams now collapse to the middle of the ice, especially in the D zone. Like they back check through the middle of the ice when they come back to come back to the house, which is, that area right in the slot, low uh, low slot area in the defensive zone. So it leaves your D-man available. And that doesn't mean you have to shoot the puck every time, but it helps spread out the D setup. A lot of teams don't utilize it, or they don't have D that can get up the ice quick enough to get into that spot. The Blues do a good job of getting the puck into the offensive zone and then going low to high, out to the D. Stretch out that defensive coverage, go back from high to low, and now they penetrate down low. And with they the use cycle that bump play. guy up yeah. top too. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful sport. I love it. And the other thing I wanted to note, and I can't wait for him to score a goal doing this, so I can rub it in your face, is Pareko over there at the Ovechkin dot. I've seen him he, over there a few times he too. Against Dallas two games ago from there. Well, then get over here. Let me rub your face in it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when the when the national guys say that if this guy ever gets into the All Star game and they think he could someday, he could win the uh, slap shot contest or oh, he's definitely, shot contest. Yeah, he's definitely in discussion for sure. But he's another guy that has just added a whole bunch to his game, and Scandella is a part of that. Yeah, he's really helped him just. Go when you have a guy that's reliable as your partner that you know is back there and you don't care like it's, it's the house is going to be just fine if I leave the door open type mm-hmm. thing right yeah 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 it's how you describe Jay Bowmeister exactly it's exactly how you describe yeah. it. you got steady Jay, Jay Bowmeister back there you don't have to worry right you got a good guard dog right yeah. <laughs> so you just run around and then with Pareko he's so freaking blessed with skating ability. No matter what, even if he joined every single rush, he's able to get back and help every single time. So if I'm Craig Berube and Mike Van Ryan, I'm like, hey, Colton, just fucking go. Every <laughs> right, damn yeah. time. You'll, you'll just, get back. No. You'll get back. You'll be it's just okay. fine. Hey, one, one question about uh, former Blue. David Back is traded this week from yeah. Boston to Anaheim. I read that it's going to take him a couple weeks to get back into game shape. I mean, is he going to play in Anaheim? Well, I think the plan would be, yes, that they'll play him. I don't think Anaheim, looking at their salary cap and their team structure, they don't have the luxury of just sitting on a you know $5 million, okay. $6 million player. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting because he really hasn't been a part of the Boston Bruins in, what, two seasons. Like, he has, but very limited. Yeah. Um, and he's had injuries and concussions and shit like that. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what the road back looks like for him and that once he gets back, how effective he is. And if he can be effective, then maybe this is just what, you know, David Back has needed and he'll reestablish himself for a nice final run uh, in the NHL. And if not, well, then unfortunately, the, that'll be it. I just and, love that. Dude, yeah, I know, and and this is hindsight's twenty twenty. But let's. This is one of those examples when we just need to let the ownership do what they're doing because they knew what they were doing yeah. in this case. And David will have his night at the at the Enterprise Center where we do the montage video and people go nuts, Obongo on the guy. But at the time, the Blues knew what they were doing. 
Yeah, and you, I think you have to look at it, too, is you have a lot of hockey people that are involved on that side of hockey ops, and you have guys that played the game hard. And I can tell you that even my own personal experience, it's like being in car crashes every game, small car crashes. And the difference that I felt in my career from day one to the last day was there was a big difference. You know, your body, you just can't quite get there. You're like, everything is beaten down, yeah. bruised, tore, ripped. I mean, David Back has played the game hard. He yeah. does play hard. So you got to imagine that his body, no matter how much he wants it to go from A to B the way it used to, it's yeah. looking back at him going, dude, I don't fucking know yeah. what you're talking about. We, we did this already, David. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm A and B left the building. <laughs> <laughs> well, one more thing here before we're done. Uh, Blues obviously don't make a deal, major deal at the deadline earlier this week, largely due to the fact that they expect 91 back before the end of the year. Wait, 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 91. Let me check who that is. <laughs> you you got to get out the my, roster? Let me get Mark my program out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jamie, what do you think a realistic timetable is here for, for, for us? Obviously, you don't want to rush the guy back. We're, we're holding him to whatever date he says. Right. We're holding him to it, right? <laughs> right. Uh, well, I do know that his progress is going really well. He's uh, ahead of schedule. So the March 29th reevaluation date, I think that that's, you know, you can kind of erase that. I think that if you're optimistic, second week of March, Vladdy could be back. If they are a little cautious, if things are going well and they don't need him right away, then I think the third week of March, Vladdy will be back. He's, so what do you mean? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, he's on the ice. He's shooting the puck. He's stick handling. He's doing everything. He hasn't really taken any contact yet. He's building up strength again. He's really, really, really close. But this is an injury where if you get it wrong, and he takes a hit, or if he gives a hit, or gets rubbed out the wrong way. I said rubbed out. Yeah, you did. What's a rub out? There right? was no chance that was going to go undetected yeah. in this podcast. Well, it was a Vladdy thing. Remember the playoffs last year? What's a rub out? What's right. a rub out? Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay, so back to that. If you get rubbed out a certain way, your shoulder, if it gets screwed up again, now he's done. Even maybe for like most of next year. Too. Right. Yeah. So you got to be very careful. So uh, you said, uh, oh, gosh, I don't know how exactly to put this, but you said uh, they March 29th, hey, you can throw that away if he's doing well or if the team needs him, he'll come back early. What is, what's the barometer? What's the, how do you decide whether or not he needs to come back early or not? And, is it a three-game losing streak or is it you're barely winning by a you know a goal or two? Or and then what to is tag on to that, how many games you think you need him to get before the playoffs start? Okay, so I don't, the answer to the second part first, yeah. I don't think he needs that many games. Okay. To get like he's played the game a long time. He's a dynamic player. He's on the ice currently, so you know he's not that rusty when it comes to it. And you're not going to put him. You're not going to thrust him into 20 minutes a game. You're proving right now you win hockey games without him. He's playing zero minutes right now, and you're in first place. So therefore, if you That's can pretty good, that's a good point. Yeah. If you can gently let him put his toes in the water at like nine, ten minutes a game, power play specifically, then maybe a little bit of a regular shift. Now he gets his rhythm going again. Uh, and power play especially, he'll get a lot of puck touches, which is the number one thing for a score is you want to be able to feel the puck, get used to being out there, get back in those situations. So that to me is not as much of a big deal. And uh, what was the first question? 
I don't know. I dosed. Right. Oh, what, at, at what point do you think it needs oh, to okay, be? Yeah. Is it a, is it a three game losing streak? Is it only you know barely? Is it not scoring again? You I think said it's... you fell asleep and you asked the question. <laughs> well, I'm like sitting over here with CTE going what? Huh? So huh? anyway, <laughs> speaking of banged up, right? <laughs> but the I think the indicator for them would be if he's really really close to coming back, and they go in a little bit of a funk two, three, four-game funk, where maybe if they're not just losing, but they're they're not able to score. Their power play's suffering. They're not generating enough offensive chances, like dangerous offensive chances. I think then you start to go, ah, maybe we should, you know, what do you think about putting Vladdy in? Like, but opposite of that is if they keep rolling the way they are, like I just said, you just gently... You know, reintroduce it's going to gotta be tough though if you have that tool in your toolbox that only yeah, but you want to use it, right? You don't want to if you had like the most beautiful hammer in the world, which I do. That's right. You take it out of the box and you go slam the nail and you break the hammer because it's not put together right. Are we still talking about hockey? Was he? I was gonna. I had a. I had <laughs> I was getting so incredibly turned. Wouldn't on you right rather now. have a hammer <laughs> that's built to last, Jeff? Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, I take a little blue pill for that. And my reference was going to be if you off, get something in a brand. video game and you use it too early, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then you guys took this I all mean, on that. If you had a new hammer in jeans you haven't washed in three days. Uh, well, <laughs> as it always goes, the time to wrap up the podcast is crystal clear. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, like we wrap it up naturally on our own. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> the Last Minute Blues podcast, you can email us, lmbp at 1057thepoint.com. You can find the podcast right now on Spotify and Podcast One. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton from 1057 The Point, former Blue, as well as team member on 101 ESPN, Jamie Rivers. Last Minute Blues podcast. Thanks for listening. As always, let's go Blues. The Last Minute Blues Podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.